Okay, everyone, welcome to another exhilarating episode of Not So Common Sense. So, this podcast is going to be about no fault divorce. So, this is a topic that was brought up beforehand, thanks to, well, Steven Crowder. You know, because of the simple fact that, you know, he has been in a divorce and if you heard and paid attention he is not mad I'll tell you he's not mad that his wife is getting divorced with him he is mad that the state of Texas is not forcing her to stay with him and I want you to pay attention to that because if you think I'm lying go back to his video that he that came out and he started explaining things How many times have he mentioned for the fact that, you know, the state of Texas has a no-fault divorce and it's legal for her to be able to get a divorce? He mentioned it multiple times. If it wasn't a problem, I'm just going to say you wouldn't be trying to bring the state of Texas and the fact that they allow for no-fault divorce into it. Unless you believe that the problem is the fact that Texas has no fault divorces. And again, if you are out there and you don't know what a no fault divorce is, I'll tell you exactly what this is. Just in case you're a conservative out there, you know, who thinks that no fault divorce means that the man has to be, you know, completely utterly under the woman's control. And the no-fault divorce is a way to manipulate the world into her favor. You know, some stupid shit like that. As if being a woman gives you almighty power. Uh, I wish. I have a wife. (laughs) I'm still broke. I'm still a (laughs) brokey. There's a lot of people out there that's the same way. Damn. Half women. They broke. And women broke. If it was this almighty, you know, ordeal, you'll be able to just, all right, woman, go do your womanly thing and get money. Type of situation. But the thing is, you know, you can't. So a no-fault divorce basically means that each party can leave the marriage without having it be some type of fault, right? Meaning it doesn't have to be some type of real legal problem where the court had to come in and actually say, oh man, this person committed a literal goddamn crime, you know, a literal goddamn crime punishable by hard jail time. We now allow you to go and get a divorce, right? No, it doesn't need it's not doesn't need to be that. You know. Or this person cheated or or the other and for some reason the judge actually deems that a reason enough to allow you for a divorce. Right? Things like that is okay. You don't believe that this marriage is working. And you want out of the marriage. 
you can then file for a divorce and get out of the marriage. Right? So that's what that means. So let's say if, you know, me and my fiance got married and we had a, we had, it's going to be two scenarios. One with regular divorce, one with no fault divorce. Let's go with the no fault one. So for an example, I'm using it for example so your guys can understand. So the no fault one would be that either me or her, you know, just feels like the marriage isn't working out and we want to go our separate ways. We can then break up the marriage and annul the marriage and we can go back to basically being boyfriend and girlfriend. Maybe it could be, you know, tax break, tax purposes, right? You know, maybe you're making more money than tax wise. Maybe you are married, but filing separate, but you don't want to select single on your application beforehand. And you did this and you're like, all right, maybe we're going to have to next time, you know, tax time come around. You're going to file and say that you are single and you mistakenly did it. You know, you can, you know, go ahead and and annul the marriage and y'all can still be boyfriend and girlfriend and things still be good. Or let's say, you know, any reason. Maybe you don't feel though it feels that marriage is going anywhere. You maybe want still want to be just friends. Okay. Man, you're gonna know the marriage, right? And be done with. Things like that. Basically allowing you out of the marriage. Any one of the party can do that. The man can do it, and the woman can do it. Now, let's go to divorce where you had to have, quote, fault. So that would mean that, let's say, if she doesn't want out of the marriage, I'm a completely abusive, horrible, verbal, mental, emotional abuser. I'm beating the hell out of her, right? Mike Tyson, uh, perfect type shit. You know, she's rolling around, can't barely get up, Right? So let's say that's the case. You know, let's say that's going to happen. And all of a sudden, you know, she goes to the court, you know, black eye, you know, beat up. She's limping to the courtroom trying to file a divorce. And the judge says, so what you trying to divorce him for? Because he's a heavily abuser. He beats me on a regular basis. Verbally destroyed me on a regular basis. Your Honor, I have not done any of that. She got in a fight with one of her old co-workers, and that's why she's doing that. She just wants money from my goddamn account. Right? No, you can't do that. You can't just blame a fight on that you had with someone else on him. I have little bruises that video. Your Honor, that is AI-generated matrix. And the judge had to be conservative. That AI-generated matrix. I literally say that. Well, it is the matrix and it's generated by the AI. I don't see nothing different here. You're stuck with your man. And I'm beating up. Right in the court. Guess what? What's going to be the end result? I'm going to be six feet underground and she's going to be over in some other country or other state married to somebody else. Seriously. Married to somebody else. 
right? That's what's going to wind up happening. No, that's stupid. Why have leads to need to have somebody be actually dead in order for you to get out of a marriage? No, go ahead and go and do what you think you want to do. So anyway, I'm going to let you guys listen into this video here. And, of course, come back as needed to talk about the whole situation. You know, give my commentary on it. It's no fault divorce then, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I can understand kind of like what you both are saying. Like, and, and I as well, like, I, I don't have a prenup. I, I wouldn't want to be, you know, enter into marriage that way. But I can also understand where, you know, for, for a man or a woman that had built up a lot of wealth and we're now getting into this, you know, legal contract that's, um, you know, supposed to represent a spiritual commitment, but then we're making it a legal contract. And part of that legal contract isn't structured around a lifelong agreement like it used to be because we got rid of no, because now we have no fault divorce. So I can, I can understand getting I agree. rid of no fault divorce. I agree. Yeah. Well, and I think also, and, the, and sorry, the, no, 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 the, the, the courts are heavily biased in favor of women yeah. to, to an insane degree, especially with children oh. and well, you know, it's funny because we live in this culture where no-fault divorce is the law of the land. And people will say things like, well, look how often marriage ends in divorce. How could you ever be in favor of social structures which disincentivize that or would you know, dissuade people from getting divorced? But I think what people often miss is if young folks know they're in an environment where divorce is not an option, I firmly believe they're going to be more careful about who they choose to marry. And I think also people are going to be more careful about their decision making in general when it comes to sexuality. A lot of people will start sleeping with someone and as you've mentioned, that releases oxytocin and other hormones that bond you. And there are a lot of couples that end up together because they're sexually engaging with one another and they're bonding, but they're not actually really good for each other. And then at some point in the marriage when the novelty of that person wears off, they get divorced. So I think it's not just that we have no fault divorce in people who would otherwise be staying married or getting divorced. I think they're actually making poor choices about who they end up marrying because of the current status quo. A starter marriage. It's like a, yeah. it's like a phrase. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. What's that, like training wheels? I don't know. It's just, it's something I've heard young women talk about. It's like a starter marriage, or it's even worse, but I've heard young women say, like, you know, first marriage is for money, second marriage is for love. Wow. wow. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and, and this, is, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is ruining relationships. It's, uh, we were talking about this the other day that, uh, we're citing Jordan Peterson so often in this. Yes. He was saying something that after 35, you better have a family because that's when things start to break down. That's, that's what the comment. Were, were you? You were sure, right? Or no? No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. When what things start to break down? When you start to, you're gonna be lonely. You're gonna have no friends. Like if you don't start a family around 35, you're gonna be. Yeah. Left this out. is colloquially called the wall. And I'm sure you've heard of it if you've been a denizen of the internet for any length of time. All women supposedly hit a wall when they're about 35. And if you don't have a family, you are going to be lonely. And you're going to have a problem. You're not going to be able to find a good date. It doesn't matter how much money you make because that's not what men look for in a spouse. I do think that there are exceptions to that. Mm -hmm. I I, I agree with you for the most part. And, you know, for me as a psychologist, again, I've sat with women, you know, going through some really rough times, you know, in those situations. But... 
there are also women that just they never want to get married they never want to have kids they have almost like and i mean this in a in a loving fond way they have a a peter pan type of existence mm-hmm. you know they they just want to have their dog they want to go to brunch they they make a lot of money and and they're they're quite happy they they don't want to give of themselves in the way that it, it takes to be to be a wife to be a mom so i i, I don't want to you know deny that there are women for whom that actually works out do you think that's a chemical imbalance or is that just natural? I don't I don't think it's a chemical imbalance. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is, but um, I just wanted to, to just make, make room for the fact that it, while I do think it's true what Tim said for the most part, and that's definitely the majority of what I see as a psychologist, but there are women <laughs> that just maybe, do their own thing. Maybe we would just be better off if, I don't know, you know, women had to wear red dresses and bonnets. It's funny because, you know, you, so you've sort of mentioned that being the of the rule, and Lydia brought up this idea of the wall. Part of what's so unfortunate and really stultifying the discourse on basically everything is that people confuse making like a prescriptive claim and a descriptive claim. So, by Lydia mentioning that there does seem to be this point at which it's going to be significantly more difficult for a woman to find a partner, that she's saying that that's good. And so, because of that, people are just reluctant to say that to young women. They're reluctant to share the truth with them about what could possibly await them if they don't get married before a certain point of time. And I think that's really horrendous. I think that's a really horrible thing to do to young women. You should tell them the realistic possibilities for their life instead of trying to claim everyone can do everything and then having them end up miserable because they have completely unrealistic expectations because of you. My prediction is millennial women will not admit it. This single millennial women, they're chasing their careers. Many of them are probably doing it due to, due to social pressures. Many of them are doing it because they really want to do it. And for that, I nothing but respect. Of the women who are not being honest with themselves and are more concerned about social pressures than what they truly would want, maybe a family, I don't think they'll admit it. They'll be 40 and they'll say, no, nope, life's great. I've never been happier. Young women will see it. They'll be 45. I love my life. I'm single and I'm living up in the big city. They're going to be 55. And they're going to say, you know, well, it has its charm. They're going to be 60 and they're going to go to the young people and say, I've made a terrible mistake. Don't make the same mistake I did. Yeah. But by that point, there's going to be a generation or two that believed the lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that there's such a thing as a soulmate? No. I've wondered this because I think that being in the wrong relationship is worse than being single, personally, from yes. my personal experience. Okay. And so yeah. I was looking for the soulmate. I spent mm-hmm. decades alone, lonely, you know, and uh, I don't know. I don't think personally, I, I just can't. I think a lot of people might be waiting for the one, and, and that's I wanna, a, maybe a mistake. I want to, I want to, I want to give the gist of that famous uh, joke uh, that I told before. Uh, there, it, it, you, you, know, you know the joke about the guy in the flood, and he prays to the Lord for, yes. for, for savior. Yeah. So uh, I love this one. This one so much, it's good. There's a flood. The guy's in his house, and he's it, the, the news comes on and says evacuate now. And so he prays, dear Lord, you know I've been a faithful servant. Please save me from this flood. All of a sudden, a car pulls up, and they jump out, and they say, quick, get in, we're getting out of here, but the flood gets too bad. And he goes, no, no, I'm not going, the Lord will save me. And they're like, you have to come with us, and he refuses. After a few hours, the waters have risen so high, he's reached the second floor of his house, and then once again, he prays, oh, Lord, save me, I've been a you know, faithful servant. And the boat pulls up to the window, and they're like, quick, get in, we're getting out of here. And the guy says, no, no, the Lord will save me. The waters keep rising, so he climbs up the window, goes on the roof, and then he says, please, please, Lord, don't let me die. And then a helicopter comes and they're like, they throw a rope down, a rope ladder down, quick, climb the rope ladder. And he goes, no, the Lord will save me. <laughs> and then they're like, you have to. And the helicopter leaves because he won't do it. And the floodwaters rise up and he dies. 
when he makes his way up to heaven, he's, you know, before God, and he says, I don't understand. I was, I was a faithful servant that did everything, and you let me down. He goes, I sent you a car, a boat, and a helicopter. <laughs> but the reason I tell that joke now is, I think for you, Ian, you're saying you, you, you were single for so long because you're trying to find the soulmate. Perhaps you've already met them, and you just thought it was going to be something more than it really was. You assumed the soulmate would come down with wings floating down before you when it was just some, you know, I don't know, regular-looking person who was like, what up? I thought that the soulmate was going to make me better, but what I really realized was I make myself better and so she comes. She arrives, you know, yes. however you want. The field of dreams approach. If you build it, then you build yourself up. Yeah. I'm curious what you think of the idea of soulmates as a psychologist. Yeah, I, I don't really believe in that uh, nice. so much, you know, but, um, but Ian, I, I do think that there's something to be said, you know, for, as you said, just focusing on yourself and, and trying to attract the right person. I think that our instant gratification society, whether it be, you know, always the opportunity to, you know, swipe right and, you know, see more and, and constantly compare, it actually makes it harder to really fix on somebody and, you know, settle down on somebody. Like, there have even been studies that have shown whether when it comes to, like, buying peanut butter, for example, if you put a customer in an aisle with 40 different jars of peanut butter, they just won't buy one. Like, they're just like, geez, you know, do, do, do I want the crunchy or do I want the organic or do I want the, you know, they, they go on and on. And I think the same thing can happen, like, with dating, that we just feel like we have too many choices and it's hard to make one. There, there was a, I love these studies where the study is, is uh, a trick. They had people fill out a survey, and in exchange, you get a free t-shirt. The study was actually the t-shirt. Mm. So these people thought a form, and, they, and then with one group, they said, you get a free green t-shirt. Then with the other group, they said, you get your choice between red, green, or blue. The, the people that after that, they were then asked how they felt about the, the gift. The people who were given a choice were rated it more negatively than those who weren't. The people who got a free shirt were like, cool, free shirt. The people who got the choice said, I made the wrong choice. I should have taken the blue one. So arranged marriage. So, as you hear what's going on here, they were talking about a bunch of different topics, but focusing on, like, relationship and marriage, right? So, let's go and start from the beginning. Start with the no fault divorce, right? And sorry, just, no, no, no. The, the courts are heavily biased in favor of women, yeah, to, a, to an insane degree, especially with children. Oh. And well, you know, it's funny because we live in this culture where no fault divorce is the law of the land, and people will say things like, well, look how often marriage ends in divorce. How could you ever be in favor of social structures which disincentivize that or would you know, dissuade people from getting divorced? But I think what people often miss is if young folks know they're in an environment where divorce is not an option, I firmly believe they're going to be more careful about who they choose to marry. And I think also people are going to be more careful about their decision making in general when it comes to sexuality. A lot of people will start sleeping with someone and as you've mentioned, that releases oxytocin and other hormones that bond you. And there are a lot of couples that end up together because they're sexually engaging with one another and they're bonding, but they're not actually really good for each other. And then at some point in the marriage, when the novelty of that person wears off, they get divorced. So I think... But here's the problem. This is not a problem. This is not something that will tell me I should get rid of no-fault divorce and force people into a forever marriage or end with someone being murdered, right? Because that's the only other option is to often murder the person. I don't think that's the option. Maybe you don't 
try to raise kids up with the only way you can have sex with a person is if you're in a marriage. That whole idea is kind of stupid. You should be able to go and get into a relationship with someone if you love that individual and you're bonding with the individual, maybe you have sex with that individual, and then you get to find out if you are the right wrong person. If not, oh, the boyfriend-girlfriend thing, bye, we break up, and I'll go with someone else and find someone else, right? That type of situation, I can understand it. You should not get rid of, you know, the ability to have a divorce, a, a no-fault divorce, because of, oh, a lot of marriages end in divorce. A lot of young people are going to look at that and say, if I don't have no fault divorce, I'm not going to get married. And that's the situation that's going on right now. Why would I get married if I'm going to be stuck with an individual and it's going to be hard for me to get out of a, out of this contract with this individual unless I'm paying all my money towards this individual or I'm paying all my money or we got split half of it and stuff like that. And then it's, it's going to be a messy, you know hyperbolic thing is going to be you know very negative type of thing why would I get married will be the will be the thing I'll just go here and we would say boyfriend girlfriend for the rest of our lives and he can go on and meet somebody else after I pass away it'd be like a marriage but you know we just be married in our minds be married to each other you know that shit been going on since the goddamn 60s you know technically married but you know like common law marriage as you would call it, like a common law marriage. You've been together for like 40, 50 years. You know, your boyfriend, girlfriend thing, been to, y'all been together so much, you might as well be wife, husband and wife, you know? No, why do that stupid shit when you can actually go get married and you have a no-fault divorce where if you don't really, you know, like the, like the marriage, y'all can part ways. And as you heard, Tim Pool tried to lie and say that, you know, the courts favor the woman. Not really. A lot of courts now favor, one, the individual who has the money, you know, because they can want to buy the best lawyers. But if you're just doing basic average person, average person, they're going to favor either or. And when it comes to the children, I'll tell you, as a man, a lot of the situations, the reason why the man doesn't have the child is because they say directly, keep your bastard ass kids. Excuse me. If you're thinking that a man that's going through a divorce and getting and is going to want to keep kids from a woman that's not going to be his wife or girlfriend, let me tell you, you're smoking some good stuff because that's some that's just not possible. They're going to want to go ahead and be single, make sure that they're available as all as they can possibly be so they can go ahead and start having random acts of sex as soon as they get out of the daggone um, marriage. You're not going to want to have kids bearing you down, bogging you down and whatnot. I got to always go over and play, you know, daddy every weekend, but my new woman wants to be able to go out, go out on a date and it always lead to us having some car sex. I want to be able to have the car sex. Sorry, girl. Get rid of those bags of kids. I don't care about it anyway. That's how it's going to be. It's not going to be, 
oh, the, the court's favor the woman and they're going to give all your belongings to the woman and you, uh, you'll be homeless and you're going to have to somehow pay child support. No. If you already got the funding, they're going to give the stuff to you. If you want the kid, you take that too. And you'll be the one leaving her homeless. It's ridiculous. I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. Now they talk about the wall. Let's listen, let's, let's listen to them talk about that. This is ruining relationships. It's, uh, we were talking about this the other day that uh, we, we're citing Jordan Peterson so often in this. Yes. He was saying something that after 35, you better have a family because that's when things start to break down. That, that's what the comment were, were you hearing that, right? Or no? no, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. When what things start to break down? When you start to, you're going to be lonely, you're going to have no friends. Like if you don't start a family around 35, you're going to be. Yeah, left this out. is colloquially called the wall. And I'm sure you've heard of it if you've been a denizen of the internet for any length of time. All women supposedly hit a wall when they're about 35. And if you don't have a family, you are going to be lonely. And you're going to have a problem. You're not going to be able to find a good date. It doesn't matter how much money you make because that's not what men look for in a spouse. That's a complete and utter bullshit lie. You tell me you got a regular brother. And you got a brother. Let's say he... He's 35 years old. You think he gonna be snuff, sniffing up the ass of some high-ass 18-year-old? Or here you go, you got a 45-year-old CEO of an organization, 100K, 100K type job. Some, you know, branch manager of some, some sort of a bank. She's 45. Which one he gonna go at? Well, no, the eighteen-year-old gonna be good. Hold on, hey, uh, forty-five. You okay with um having sex? Oh, you are. Oh, eighteen. You gotta ask your mom and dad if it's okay for me to do so. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with the forty-five-year-old. We have a lot more in common already. We have a lot more in common, and I'll be able to talk with her about real, real stuff, you know, like paying bills. Yeah, I'm going with that because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna want to be dealing with that person who's, you know, 18. She may look good, but that 45 year old pretty decent. She's gonna be, you know, looking a little good. You know, and she got a hundred K job. Hey, can I pinch off that hundred K? Oh, good. I'm just telling you what a real man would do. Now you got those conservative, you know, little boys, you know, guys who 40 in the body, but still thinking that they, you know, 17 until they try to do what these 17s do. And then they wind up hurting themselves. Right? <laughs> Realize, oh, you ain't 17 anymore. You know, those knees give out real quick. Right? <laughs> you, you realize that. The, the real man going to go with the, the woman with the 100K job. Because why? If we're together and we're in a good relationship and we get her off personally, I can talk to her about things that I deal with and things that I deal with on the 
uh, my age level. I, I don't have to worry about her talking about how she got to go to school and can't wait for some vacation <laughs> unless she's a school teacher or a principal or some shit like that. Somehow making 100K, but <laughs> whatever. It's going to be, I can talk to her about things that I go through and I experience. And she can talk the same thing about me. We can connect. We can actually do things. It's not just about sex. She's going to break off the coochie. Oh, good. That's good, too. Oh, man, that's going to be good. But you can say, Trey, what about the 18-year-old that has a 100K? So that's going to be her dad's money, right? Mom and dad money, right? That's how many 18-year-olds will have a 100K job. You know, if it is, they ain't bothering with your broke ass. Just straight up. If it is their money, their money alone, they made it. They're not, they're not bothering with your broke ass. So anyway, the whole thing about the wall really is that shit is more than anything. It's just a pedophile type of thing, right? It's about it's about a pedophile type of thing, right? They try to tell, try to do these type of things to scare these young girls, you know, from middle school up until about nineteen years old, to try to go and get married to some 40, 50 year old, sixty year old, seventy year old man as quick as possible. Don't worry about connecting with them. Don't need to. You need to get married right now, right now, right now. In this very second, right now. Don't worry about anything. Just go and get married to the next random conservative white man you see possible. Don't even ask anything. Don't even know about their names. Go and say, please marry me. That's what they want. Right? Stupid as all get out. But that's what they really want. And like I said, it's a pedophile tag. Because most pedophiles will do that. Because like I said, they're using it to scare you off. It'll be the age, the uh, wall, you hit the wall, it hits is like, you know, it starts at, some people say 45, some people say 40, some people say 35, some people say 30, some people say 25, some people say 20. You know, it always goes down to a slightly in the viewpoint of the type of girl that you're looking at, right? The type of little girl you're looking at. So if the little girl's in high school, it's gonna be around 20, 25, right? If, if you're looking for college girls, it's gonna be that 30, 35 range, right? Late college, a little bit of work history on them. It's going to be that 30, 35, right? Just in the eyesight of them, they can literally see them making it there. But it's a little bit room, but you got, you know, it's closing in. Because it's trying to scare tactic them into getting married. Because they're going to say your value instantaneously becomes zero. And literally, you won't get anyone to marry you. That's quite funny. Because in that bedroom over there, sleeping is a person that's supposedly 
hit the wall. I was about 2029 20, when we actually met. Right? I'm a man. I don't have a wall to hit. Right? So, if that's the case, then why am I with her? Because I'm a real man, I'm not a little boy. I don't play these little boy games. Only these conservative red pill boys play these uh, little boy games. Where you gotta, you know, look for these type of things and whatnot. No, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I like. And I know what's good for me. I know what things I can go ahead and say, uh, those are uh, uh, optional picks that I can have, but it's not necessary. You know, that's just lust. That's not a necessity. What I, I need as a necessity is a woman that's going to be able to be there with me. That's going to be the, you know, when I go through my low periods and I don't have a job and I'm going through trying to get money that she can somehow, all right, my job, get me overtime. Let me go to work, make this overtime and pay for that rent. Right? Let me go pay for that rent. Oh, you need gas to take me back and forth? Here you go. Here's some gas money. That type of thing. I can't do that with some 18, 19-year-old girl who don't have a job, who's still in high school. No, can't deal with that. I don't need you to ask your mommy and daddy for money. Type of situation. I need you to be able to job and have your own money. Right? I want to be able to lay around naked in a building. I don't need you to ask your mom and dad if they're going to be gone for the weekend. And I can bring bring myself over. And you got to somehow make sure and keep looking out the window, making sure no one's showing up. No. Because, like I said, I don't bring you to my place yet. But I don't want to have to always be the one you got to come over here to mine. I might want to go over to yawn and chill. Need to see, change the scenery. Type of thing. You know. And that's the point. <laughs> I'm not for that shit. That's why I need somebody who's, up, who's around my age and not a little older. Because I can learn from that experience and then they can help me out with my life experiences as well. So you heard all that. You know. And he talked about soulmates. Let that go ahead and play. Yeah. I'm curious what you think of the idea of soulmates as a psychologist. Yeah, I, I don't really believe in that uh, nice. so much, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I do think that there's something to be said, you know, for, as you said, just focusing on yourself and, and trying to attract the right person. I think that our instant gratification society, whether it be, you know, always the opportunity to, you know, swipe right and, you know, see more and, and constantly compare, it actually makes it harder to really fix on somebody and, you know, settle down on somebody. Like, there have even been studies that have shown whether when it comes to, like, buying peanut butter, for example.
example, if you put a customer in an aisle with 40 different jars of peanut butter, they just won't <laughs> buy one. Like, they're just like, geez, you know, do, do, do I want the crunchy or do I want the organic or do I want the, you know, they, they go on and on. And I think the same thing can happen, like, with dating, that we just feel like we have too many choices and it's hard to make one. There, there was a, I love these studies. Listen to the idea that they're trying to push off. They're trying to push on the fact that you need to limit your choices. Arrange marriage. Your parents need to decide for you who you're going to marry. Because, oh good God, giving you the fact that you can have options is a problem. Comparing being in a relationship to choosing peanut butter. Literally, that's what she did. She compared having being in a relationship to choosing peanut butter. It's a difference when you get a t-shirt or buying peanut butter, right? That's a different thing. You have literally millions of options. And then you got price range as well. You want to make sure you get the best bang for your buck as well. And you may want to have different flavors, different tastes and things. You're saying, well, isn't it the same with relationships? No. You're not going to know. I'm definitely, I haven't seen one. A dating app that actually puts your income on there. You know, because everyone's gonna go for try to go bark at the billionaire. Right? Hoping to get lucky with the billionaire. Right? So you may want to try to, you know, be able to connect with individuals. And that's the whole thing about dating which you don't have the ability to do when you're buying a t-shirt or buying a damn jar of peanut butter. You don't get the ability to eat the damn peanut butter, get a good taste, and if you don't like it, better put it back on the motherfucking shelf. No, we don't need arranged marriages, and no, no fault divorce is not a problem. You can see how they would think it. And I wanted to bring this topic up, and I wanted to talk about this video because of what's going on recently with Stephen Crowder. Because, again, he was heavily implying that they need to get rid of no-fault divorce. And that's, and yes, I'll tell you directly. <clears throat> the Republicans are going after no-fault divorces. Just like they're going to go after gay marriage, you know, the whole gay, gay marriage and interracial marriage as well. They, these are things on the top of line that if they get control over the presidency and the Senate while still holding the House, they will start to cut and get rid of immediately. Right now, they're doing things through, through the court system. But yeah, I wanted to talk about that and see that these guys don't know shit. They don't know shit. Like, there's no way you can actually find a problem with no fault divorce. Real truthfully, it's giving people the option to be able to leave a contract just because, okay, it may not be right for you. And that's the type of thing you actually need right now when it comes to marriage. If you want people, especially young people, to get married, you're going to want to be for no-fault divorces. So you can say, hey, if you don't like it, you can just get a divorce and leave without having any of a hassle. You know, both of y'all guys can say, well, I don't think it's working out. Or, hey, maybe uh, being married is not kind of cool. 
maybe, you know, the pitfalls of being married, the taxation is not as good as it was if I was single, you know? Maybe that could be the case. It could be. You could be making more money when you were single instead of now when you're married, you know? Maybe you're like, hey, just in case something happens, he passed away or I pass away, you know what? Something happened like what happened with my dad. And you wind up owing the government because, oh, you forgot to change your uh, filing status in the system. Right? So now you filed as, you still filed as married, but now you're single. Yeah, now you owe us money. You don't want to do that. So you may say, all right, that would be a good reason right there. We can separate, get a divorce. And we still be in a, a boyfriend and girlfriend, and just file separately, file taxes separately. We still put our money together, still take care of the kids. Everything will say we we're married, but we no legally aren't. No fault divorce makes it pretty easy for you to do so. You don't even have to do it yourself. You can tell your your wife or your former wife by that time period, hey babe, just go ahead and file for the divorce. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm going to start filing separately, you know, so we can keep our money together and I ain't had to split my money. Right? Taxation. Could be a reason. Hey, that's a reason. You're still in the relationship, but hey, the divorce had to happen. You know? It's just that if they just focus their attention on actually trying to cultivate marriage and put the importance of marriage and actually allow these young people to be who they are, right? It's not fighting them, allowing them to be who they are. You go out there and make and do the due diligence try to attract them. Hey, you can, you know, we just like, hey, best thing to do is be married. Because, hey, if you have kids, you want the kids to have the best case of, of survival. And marriage is the best case. And let me tell you, taxation, taxation, taxation. Let me tell you, the money you save in taxes and the, the amount of money you get on your on your refund check, my God, it's the best thing. And you can be able to buy cars that you couldn't buy on your own. Be able to get a home that you couldn't get on your own. Let me tell you. It's the best thing out there. Those tax purposes that you get from being married. Beautiful things. Right? Beautiful things. You will love it. Right? And then once you start, I mean, so often... You can renew your vows and things like that. And let me tell you, you do that, you can say you're married again, right? You say, just got married, you know? And people will do say good things about you. Oh, hey. Maybe you even get a uh, wedding registry together. And some people are dumb enough to give you back to uh, give you some shit for it, even though you've already been married for years. But hey, who doesn't like to just be able to throw a party for, for no damn good reason? You know? And some time passed by, you may want to see if you can slip yourself back into that, uh, you know, tuxedo or that 
wedding dress that you wore when you was a uh, back way back when when you got married. Bring back nostalgia and whatnot. Throw a little festival together. Get people around and just take pictures and shit. Because it's an anniversary. It's important. It's an important anniversary. It's just things like that. You know, marriage has has its benefits. Yes, you're going to be committed to one person for the rest of your life. Yes. Lifelong commitment. But if you're with someone that you're already with and you love them already, and you've been together for about 20 years, getting married is not going to change anything. And you had that no-fault divorce way to get the hell out of it anyway whenever things go south. So, yeah. You, you tell it to young people, like, yeah, you both be together and married forever, but the thing is, you have the ability to have a no-fault divorce. Y'all can disappear and separate just like that. Never y'all want it. You're like, all right, pull the divorce seat, gone. Instead of trying to make women property, right? You want to try to make them equals. So that you guys are on the same footing. There's things that she can't do that you can do. And the things that she can do that you can't. You both be able to complete each other. That's the main thing. And that's what I wanted to bring up. Because that shit is stupid. Trying to get rid of it. Trying to make women property. I mean, for real. This is the reason why conservatives can't grasp independence in young people. Because the ideology is so backwards and broken and stupid that no one would really like this without having money behind it. I mean, seriously. you It's almost a necessity that you have either be literally you know, real retarded, like physically, mentally disabled, or you got money behind you. That's it. That's the only qualifications you can be to be a conservative. Because if you actually have education, and you actually have a brain cell, and you actually are a human being, and treat people like they're human beings, you're not going to want to be a goddamn conservative. Just listen to that stuff. Oh, no fault. Get rid of no fault divorces so women can be a literal ball and chain. Because they want to ball and chain their wives. That's stupid. No. Nicholas. Anyway, this is going to be why I end the podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course, share the podcast. Give me a five star rating. My podcast is available at my podcast on Spotify. A link to my support is there as well. As little as a dollar a month is definitely beneficial. Later, guys.